And welcome to episode 16 of Control Alt Deplete. 16. Oh my. Right? <laughs> Wait, no, it's 17. Quick. This is episode 17. Oh, it is 17. Yeah. <laughs> it's, going by, it's going by quick. Right? Yeah, now that we're back to doing them every week. Yeah. Bottom done. It's nice. Um, I am your host, Buckline, and on the right side of the screen, we have our other host, Mr. Bioshock. How you doing? Good, you know, it's been a good day. The pup has been good. Yep. Yeah, they draft. Yep. It's just a good day. I'm nice. doing good. How are you? <laughs> I am doing. I don't think you're coming through. No, I'm coming through. I just, I just, uh, I had to adjust the. Uh, gonna update. Oh, volume of me. Yeah, on your volume. I need to talk yeah. a little bit quieter so you don't wake up the puppy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, Bioshock got himself a new puppy. Yeah, he's a German Shepherd Labrador mix, about three months old. Yep, he's, uh, he's a good boy. <laughs> I am more of a cat person myself, but that's a lot to do with allergies. I like uh, cats too because they're less work than dogs. Yes, definitely. I'm, ex I'm exhausted going to bed at like late, like 3, 4 in the morning, then I get up at 6 to let them out, and get up at 8 to let them out. It's just like, right. Yeah, it's a lot. I feel that. Alright, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our news for the week. Uh, okay. So we have the weekly affixes. Uh, this week we have Tyrannical, Bolstering, Volcanic, and Thundering. The uh, last week of the season. Yes. Uh, you want to take us into the, the season dates? Just recap. I know we touched on it. So, it's, I'm going to say this now before we before I forget. There's probably going to be a fairly lengthy patch drop on Tuesday that people aren't going to be able to get in within like an hour. It's probably going to be half the day, I would assume. Yeah, I'd be better. Yes, I was going to say, I agree. This Tuesday, you'll probably see a good long yeah. 7, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. that'll probably get yeah. extended to 6 p.m. Um, yeah. So just, so just be ready for that. Yeah, plan on it. Don't get all <laughs> mad whenever. Listen, Sunday night, they are going to list their maintenance times. They always do it Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. They post their maintenance times on the Battle.net page, and they also post it on Twitter. They tell you ahead of time it's going to be a long maintenance. Play something else. <laughs> yeah, there's no sense getting mad. It's a big patch. It's gonna be good. Um, yeah, go ahead and get to the season one, the, the launch dates and everything. Just to recap. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Um. So, with the patch coming, the season ends on Tuesday, May second. Um, that's when the patch comes out as well. Um. That, that's like the new zone. You have to, that that cavern place. Whatever. It's all underground. Looks really cool. That, that comes out May 2nd. If you're looking to do content like raiding and Mythic Plus, that comes out a week later on May 9th. Yes. So, just, yeah, don't take time off work if you're trying to, <laughs> to push raids or whatever. It's not even out yet. Yes, and uh, we will have all four difficulties launching on May 9th. Um, LFR is just the first wing, though, and then it'll get after that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Normal, Heroic, and Mythic start Season 2. Uh, Mythic Plus starts right away. PvP starts right away. Mythic yeah. So, 
Um, I figure I'll go over the Twitch drops if you want to go over the free old stuff. Yep. All right, cool. Um, so the Twitch drops coming out. We got the Blazing Hippogriff, another trading card mount game. Our trading card game mount. Um, I know a lot of these go for a lot of money in the auction house or real life money. So some people are a little bit upset. I personally don't mind because I don't have any of them. I think it's they're kind of cool to get people to watch WoW content. I think it's just good for growing the community. Um, so you have the Blazing Hippogriff, and you yeah from May 9th to May 17th of watching four hours. So that's an easy, an easy breeze for that. Um, you get the Ethereal Portal toy, which basically is a Hearthstone, just like uh, they had in Shadowlands. You get your Covenant Hearthstones. Yes, so the they start the twist drop start May second, ten a.m. End time May 9th, nine fifty nine a.m. That's for the portal. Uh, like the like I said before, the blazing hippograph will be May 9th to May seventeenth. So you have plenty of time to get both. Yes, yeah. The first one lasts for the week, and then the other one is the week. Like yeah. The second one's a little bit longer, maybe eight days. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, definitely go on there. I know. Yeah. Usually, I know, like, yours. Usually, your stream page will yeah. uh, you have the drops enabled, so you can always check yeah. out Bioshock's page and get your drops. I don't know yes. if mine. I don't know if mine works for it, which is funny. Because, like, I feel like mine has not worked counted, counted for it, which is funny because I have more followers than you and I stream you more do. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, check out Bioshock. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great that you do. But yeah, check out Bioshock's yeah. page. Uh, I'm sure he'll be streaming during that time. Yep, yep. Um, and then, yeah, yes, so... Takes in that Freehold. Yes, Freehold. Uh, there's been some updates to the Freehold dungeon. For Mythic Plus. Oh, by the way, yes. Just reclarifying this for people that may not realize this, Freehold is coming back with some of the other dungeons. Just remember yes. that. Yes. Just remember that. So it's not like it's changing, like time walking or anything. Like that's going to be a good Mythic Plus dungeon coming out. Right. Sorry. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So in the past, in BFA when we had Freehold, you every week there was a rotation of which crew you were going to join, and you had to do different things to join them. So. One, you had to kill six black tooth brawler enemies uh, to join the build rats. Everyone had to drink from the, uh, the NPC. Um, and then there was one, uh, the Corsairs, you had to chase the dog, which is always fun. Um, but those specific mechanics are not going to be in it. Uh, you're just going to automatically join one of the crews. It's, it's unconfirmed. Uh, Wowhead was reporting that when they were testing it, you only would be joining... Um, Captain Jolly. Yes, Captain Jolly. But I don't know if maybe since they've changed it, I don't know if that's just because that's what they had it set for this week on testing. My right. assumption would be because they're going to want to change the boss fight a little bit. I would guess you would join a different one each week, just not have to do the crew part. But right. it's possible that maybe they have decided that we're only going to do join Captain Jolly and we're going to fight Adora and uh, the other one. Not really the other bosses. Yes. But it's possible we're only going to do that every week. Uh, Raul and Adora, those are the two other ones. 
So we'll see. Yes. Um, we'll know more once the season comes out, and we're a few weeks in. Yes, that's. Uh, so I'm going to let you take the next point because I'm still a little confused. <laughs> All right. He's showing drop. Gotcha. All right. PTR. So the, uh, for the upcoming season, uh, there's a few changes going on here. First one is that the keystones, um, when we transition from season one to season two, uh, the keystone drops in the, in the past, whenever we had a new season come up, usually if you timed a 16, then your key would drop from the vault from the start of the next season, it would drop to a 13, it would drop three levels. Uh, right. What they're doing this season and their reason for it is because uh, they, with them being an entirely new dungeon pool, they don't want people jumping right into the giant high keys because they think it's a sharper learning curve. So what's right. going to happen is the keys are going to drop ten, nine to ten levels um, right off the bat. So, so what's going to happen is May second patch comes out. You can still nothing's changing with that. You're gonna do all the, the you, your fault you'll and... do, yeah. You'll be able to do mythic plus keys and whatever um, that week. Uh, it'll be and it'll be the new ones, but you won't get um, any loot until the pre the start of the season. It doesn't count towards your rating. I don't think um, it'll be like oh, the, okay. the, the preseason or postseason, whatever they want to call it. Um, but let's say you time a plus fifteen you time it then that is going to drop nine levels whenever you open up your vault on may 9th the start of season two when you open up your vault ordinarily you time a 15 you get a 15 um for your key what it's going to do is instead of giving you a 15 if you time the key you're going to get a plus six key and that'll be what you'll start your key off for that that season um if mm. you don't time it it'll be a plus five so it'll drop that extra level because because even right now, if you didn't, if your highest key level you completed was not timed, it will drop one level. Yeah. Um, so if you if you completed a 15 but didn't time it, normally you would drop to a 14. Um, that very first week, it is going to drop. It would drop to a five instead of a 15. Now the following week, it'll be just like normal, where if you time it a 15, you're going to get a 15 key for your next vault. It's just the very first vault uh, on May 9th is when that's going to happen. Uh, when they first announced that Wowhead's title was a little concerning because it was just that your keys yeah. are going to that a depleted key will drop 10 levels which made it sound like sucked. if you fail to time a 15 well now your key is going to turn into a 5 uh, and that was concerning um, that is not the case it's just on the, the season transition um, another yeah, one Go ahead. That's, uh, yeah that's when you first told me to think about it, when you told it to me, I was like, wow, that's so dumb. <laughs> that would be awful. Um, yeah. There would have been a revolt. Uh, yeah. And there pretty much was anyway, because, again, the Wowhead article was a little... not didn't clarify it very well. They did, they did edit it and, and clarify it better afterwards. Um, right. Then also, the Revival Catalyst, we have a date. It is going to open June 13th, uh, which and is six, six weeks in. Um... There will not be a weekly quest. You'll just automatically get a charge. <laughs> I love that. I love not having to do that. I just love it just being passive. Yeah. I mean, listen, the weekly quest was not that bad. Oh, wasn't too because bad. Because it counted for account-wide. It was very yeah. buggy at first. Uh, but just having it automatically hit is going to be awesome. Um, so you won't have to worry about all your other characters and everything 
have to do the yeah. quests and whatever. Um, so that's going to be great. Um, there's still not going to be any associated cost other than just the charge being spent. So same as it worked in season one, um, just no quest to do it. Also, yeah. uh, they are. They said it won't be available until probably whenever the, the catalyst comes out. Um, but they are trying to make it work so that if you have season one items, you can still convert season one items completely for free, no charges, no nothing, completely for free. But you'll be able to convert season one items to the tier set piece for transmog purposes. Oh, uh, so so that way, if you know you have you go back and do something from season one whatever you know you could still you get a piece of gear from something season one the earlier raid lfr who knows whatever people want to do you can still transmog that or turn it into tier and get the transmog appearance if you don't have it um and then right. one last little thing on the great vault uh this was something that people were kind of cheesing a little bit uh we didn't really do it but the way it worked in season one was whatever What's the boss you killed yeah, whatever bosses you uh, killed, that's the loot that was in your chest. Your, so if your chest, yeah. So if yeah, because people do that to get the Vengeance and Carnage or whatever. Yep, so yeah, if, if you only killed one boss, even if it was the very last boss, uh, you would only have one chest, but that chest was guaranteed to be loot from that one boss yep. that you killed. They are changing yep. that, so if you go and you kill the last boss, even if you're only one, to, one of nine towards the Vault Progress for the week, the loot that's going to be in that one chest can be from any of the bosses up to that boss. Yeah. Um, so if you only kill five bosses, your loot is still only going to be those first five bosses. But if mm -hmm. it's whatever whatever furthest boss you go and kill, that's what the loot pool is going to go to, all the way up to that boss. Oh, okay. So that way the people can't be cheesing it like that. I'm guessing they just like that. Yeah, because kind of I know a lot of classes like once they had the the raid on farm they'd only bring their tunes for the two bosses the first boss like the third or fourth boss to drop the trinket because in the journal journal it says very rare but doesn't i don't think that affects uh the the vault reward right yeah so that was yeah the very rare I think you're right. I don't think it mattered. That was just for the actual uh, That was for the boss drop, drop. of the boss. Yeah, in the Great yeah. Vault, the chance was the same as all the yeah. other gear. Because like, I've seen tons of people with it, you know? Oh, yeah, no, it was a big like, cheese that people were is... using for a while. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, Anyways, you want to take us into the hot fixes and go over some of that? Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, got a couple changes for some classes and... We went over it a little briefly last time, but a, a couple more changes came out. Um, I'll go over it briefly. He's got some, most of it is PVE changes from the looks of it. Um, yeah, just PVE. So we'll start with Death Knight. Unholy got changed a little bit. They uh, fixed an issue in the, the Gargoyle Stutter cast. If this cast time was really quick with haste, uh, if it was lower than one second, it would like put like a GCD of some sort or something like that so they fix it so it can cast like any speed that you can get the haste to but they right. decrease the damage by the gargoyle by 8% to make up for that casting speed which is like you know, I think it almost equals itself out so it's not a huge deal yeah. um, you got reaping damage went from 25 to 30 
Festering Wounds is popping those wounds. That's 10% increased. Swift Strike Clawing Shadows increased by 15. That's just how you pop your Festering Wounds. Uh, Death Coil by 10%. It's okay. Like, they're okay, Chain. Just nothing crazy. Um, Balanced Druid. We got Starfall damage reduced because it was really, really good. Um, and some. Some Orbit Breaker now generates changes at 80% actual power in addition to a current effect. It's just a full moon talent. Uh, Starfire now deals reduced damage around 8 targets. So before Starfire didn't have any, we cap. It hit everything within like 8 or 9 yards. Right. So it was just, it was really, it's obviously the one you want to click the most when those AoE pulls. Um, they're, they're capping it AoE wise, which I think is good. Yeah, I feel like pretty much everything else is capped. I don't. I honestly, I'm surprised yeah. that wasn't already target capped. Yeah. Um, I, there's only a couple classes left, I think, that don't have target capped on AOE, and that being Evoker. Um, I think uh, certain abilities like Ignite Spreading from Fire Mage doesn't because it doesn't get reduced either. But yeah, anyways. Um, now, before uh, you go over this next little part, yeah, really no quick, I just want to say, uh, this this these hotfixes came out Friday of last week, and last yes. Thursday when we recorded the podcast, um, we talked about how mages were in a really bad spot. Yeah, and uh, basically the next day they uh, they buffed all three specs of mages. So yeah. I. I'm going to take that as Blizzard was totally listening to our podcast and took our advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so listen, yeah, Blizzard, can... buff some more. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, so moving on to Mage, you got Arcane, Fire, and some Frost buffs. Uh, some Mage... pretty good buffs, too. Yes, Arcane Mage has some really good quality of life changes. Uh, with Radiant Spark and Touch of Magic, go from 10 to 12 seconds. It allows you to ramp up more damage. Um, it just ends up being, apparently, from what I was seeing and reading, the change between Radiant Spark and Touch of Magi is actually a huge, huge buff uh, to how much damage you can, like, build up in your Touch of the Magi. Um, yeah, and then they buff Arcane Blast by 10%, Arcane Missiles by 8%, Arcane Barrage by 8%. They buff their 2 set to increase spell damage by from 5 to 10%. And the duration of the buff went from 12 seconds to 18 seconds. So Arcane looks pretty good. Um, we'll go over the other ones and then I'll give you my thoughts on the mage in general. But um, Just give a quick uh, summary of the buff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Fire Pyroblast damage increased by 8%, Fire Blast by 10, Fireball by 15, and Scorch by 15. Uh, the big buff here is the Combustion buff. Uh, it now grants mastery equal to 75% of your crit, was 50. So it's uh, a little bit more burst, which is not that the fire really needed much burst increase, but it, it's welcome. Um, next we got frost, glacial assault damage increased by 20%, combat storm by 10, uh, cone of cold damage increased by 12% per stack was 10, frozen art by 8, blizzard by 12. Brain Freeze now causes Flurry to deal 65% initial damage, was 50. And the two set was buff. Flurry and Ice Lines damage by 20% instead of 15. So the targeted buffs here for for Arcane is essentially AoE and single target. 
uh, with the touch and the radiant spark, arcane barrage. Right. Um, fire is just all overall big big buffs. Single target AOE doesn't matter. It's all really good. And then frost was targeted for AOE specifically, not single target. They don't have anything single target really. It's increasing maybe except the flurry damage from brain freeze. Um, but yeah, so from some of the thing, things I've seen people write and say about on the internet is that if Mythic Plus is probably going to come down between Arcane and Fire for being which one's better. I I honestly think all three are going to be fine. I think the buff to Frost AoE is really welcome, and I think it'll be they'll do very well. Yeah. Um, Fire's obviously going to do very well. The buffs it got, I think someone said, is roughly damage overall. Cutting out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Is it still better? Yeah, that's better. Sorry. Yeah, so the uh, the buff to Fire Mage is like single target and AOE, obviously. But yeah, people are saying between Arcane Fire, I, th I think all three will be fine with Plus, to be honest. Um, hey, then I just two. Yeah, I've got some what? Uh, Holy Priest and Shadow. Holy Priest Shadow. Shadow. Holy Priest Diggle got the uh, yeah. uh, reducing healing from uh, Dazzling Lights healing to divine image of um, Empowered Renew now only triggers when casting and it causes Renew to instantly heal your target for 40% of its total periodic damage. It was 10, so it's a little bit of a buff there. Yeah, that is, um, yeah. Healing Chorus now causes Renew to increase the healing done by your circle of healing by 2% second 50 times. One percent, so that's a nice big buff as well. Yeah, that is buff. Yep. Um, and then we'll jump back to the shadow. I'll let you touch it. Actually, no, I'll let you handle shadow and shaman because you know you played a little bit of the shaman. So you had to yeah. Both those. Yeah. So for shadow, psychic link was extremely strong. Uh, forty percent from what I was testing, and I was maintaining very high DPS on five targets. Uh, the 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 nerf to thirty percent hurts, but there's still they're, they're going to be fine AOE wise. They are going to cleave right. like crazy. They don't. I don't think they have a cap on how many they can cleave. It's just a matter of how many dots you can get out and then start right. casting your abilities. Well, so, also, I mean, like, Shadow Priest was, I think, one of the top specs for Mythic Plus, anyways. Yes, yeah, and I think it's going to be. If it's not S tier anymore, it's A tier. It's, it's going to be right. good regardless. Um, Master Mind now increases critical strike damage of Mind Blast, Mind Flame, Mind Spike, Shadow Work Death by 20 to 40% instead of 13 to 25. So that's a, it's a decent buff. So if I'm remembering correctly, I think Mastermind is the instant cast procs you get um, to use your abilities. Now, if you're running Mind Flame, you don't have Mind Spike. If you're running Mind Spike, you don't have Mind Flame. So, um, just keep that in mind. Like, one, you either take one or the other, and I think most people are taking Mind Spike at this moment in time. Right. Yeah. Um, the Shaman one, they had to specifically put in does not affect PvP combat, because if it did, it'd be broken. <laughs> like, all the other classes got buffed, and it affects PvE and PvP. Right. They're, but Shaman buffs are only for PvE, so Mythic Plus rating. Uh, the, the Lava Surge is triggered by Primordial Surge. Increase the damage of your next Lava Burst by 15% was 25. So that's a nerf. Um, primordial Surge damage bonus no longer reduced in PvP. So it's kind of buffing it back up again. 
Lava burst increased by 12%, does not affect PvP. Elemental blast by 6%, does not affect PvP. Earthshock 6 and Lightning Bolt 6, all of it doesn't affect PvP. It just is what it is. Right. It's just fine, because Elemental Shamans don't need a buff in PvP. They're perfectly fine. Gotcha. Yes. Um, and then we also had another set of hot fixes change with PTR just uh, a couple hours later after that one. Yeah. Um, they, had a, they fixed an issue with rogues. Uh, it was causing the tier set bonus to deal less damage than intended. So, and yeah. Technical buff, but really just a fix. Enhancement shaman. Yeah. The uh, four set bonus has been adjusted. The consuming maelstrom weapon stacks increases your haste by 1% per stacks for three seconds oh. instead of four. Ooh, That's I have a bone to pick with that real quick. I, okay, as I say, it sounds like a little bit of a nerf. It's a nerf, but it means nothing in a week. That's season one tier. That's not the new tier. Ah, okay. Is that? Because, yeah, if you look at the beginning, oh, yeah, it's the vaulting cards. Yeah, you're right, you're right, yep. So this, this nerf is live now, yeah, I'm guessing. That seems so weird. And it, that is well, no this point. Is, this is PTR realm specifically. Maybe it's that what well, that's the old tier set. They don't have that case I mean, anymore. Yeah, I don't understand why you would even adjust the tier set because the tier sets are inactive. Yeah, so uh, I had to point I, that I, out. That that's a weird change. Um, yeah. Uh, then so the Algathar's puzzle box, which is a trinket, um, the on use effect duration, which is the bane of my existence. One that you always go. Give me a countdown for every boss. Give me a countdown for the boss. Give me a countdown for the boss. I need a countdown for hey, the boss. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good to do that though. Um, but uh, no, the on-use effect duration has been increased increased to thirty seconds instead of twenty seconds. However, its mastery bonus has been decreased by thirty-eight percent. So that kind of evens it out. It, it sounds like it's going for more of a sustained damage instead of burst damage. Yeah, we'll um, see how it affects certain classes. Yeah. Also. Probably won't matter anyway because you're not going to have the Avatar puzzle box for this season, regardless. Um, yeah. You're just going to have it at the start if you have a high one and then you're going to replace it. Um, yeah. And the Furious Rage Feather trinket damage was increased by 10%. Honestly, I don't even know what that trinket is. That's uh, that one of the people that, that Lynch was trying to get in uh, No Good. Ah, uh, okay. I'm uh, pretty sure. Then uh, some PvP changes. It takes to the Demon. It takes to the Demon. Yeah, the Fell Lance uh, PvP talent damage uh, was increased to 10% of the target's max health instead of 6%. I don't know. That's that, really good. I say I don't know if we were using that talent to begin with anyway, because I don't know. No, I think, I think the the last time people used it was back in Legion. Gotcha. I think. Um, and then go ahead and you cover those rogues. I know you're kind of excited about those. I was, I was excited about the Outlaw, just the stamina buff, but yeah, I'll go over it. Uh, so dismantle PvP talent. Uh, energy cost was reduced. That's just a quality of life change because like the 25s, not like a lot, but 215 is just really welcome. Right. Uh, death from above the PvP talent, where it's kind of like your eviscerate, where you fly in the air and, and fly back to your target. It was See, really popular back in Mop. Death from above is the name of. Was, I think that's the name of the Demon Hunter PvP talent. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's death from above where we leap up in the air and just start shooting bolts. Oh, that's Fellance. Uh, if it's Fellance in. No, that's not Fellance. Oh, okay. That's the well, spell's Fellance. Oh, rain, rain from above is what it's called. Rain from above, yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> close, it was close. Yes. Um, the damage bonus increased for 
uh, the death from above is increased from to 15% from 10. I still don't know if it'll be used as, unless you want to use it as a gap closer in PvP. Because it's like a little charge, kind of. Right. Uh, Outlaw, in general, got a combat stamina buff. Was 5%, now it's 15 nice. For PvP only, so... It's uh, probably stay 5% in PvE. Uh, which is not a big deal, because health's more important in PvP for like stuff like these kind of talents. Um, take your cut is another PvP talent. Uh, increase from 8 seconds to 12 seconds. Take your cut, I believe, is when you use, like, uh, roll the bones. Okay. It gives everyone, or it gives everyone within, like, a fairly close vicinity of you, like, a haste buff, like, 15% or something. Nice. So that's increasing that. Turn the tables is when, I think, when you come out of a stun, uh, you do more damage. I believe is it. I might be wrong, but I think that's what it is. And that's been doubled in length, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the last thing is subtlety is the Thief's Bargain PvP talent damage penalty reduces six percent was ten. So the Thief's Bargain, I believe, was made it so that your cloak was like a one minute cooldown, I think. But it reduced your overall damage like permanently. Right. So it yeah, reduced to six was ten. So people might start running it. I don't remember if it was cloak or advantage or something. Anyways, yeah. yeah. It's some changes. I think the standard change for is welcome, but I don't know if that'll fix them. Um, we also had some changes to the uh, the new uh, affixes. Uh, the afflicted yeah. and incorporeal. Yeah. So there are some nerfs, which is welcome. Um, so the yes. spawns on those originally were pretty much similar to explosive, where they just spawn directly with the number of mobs in their pool. Um, however, now, uh, and this changed last week, or a couple weeks ago, they changed to where it's more, uh, more similar to Quaking, where it's like a, a 15, 20 second timer, but you would have like a maximum of like two, uh, what we're seeing spawning. Um, however, yeah. that spawn rate has since been nerfed again. Um, so for Afflicted, it, what we're seeing on PTR is that they're spawning at like 30 second intervals. And you'll have anywhere from none to two. So it's still capped at two, but it's a longer spawn interval. Um, so sometimes you might get zero, sometimes you might get one, sometimes you might get two. But it's going to be at the same, it's going to be pretty consistently uh, throughout the dungeon right. when they can spawn. Same thing for Incorporeal. However, Incorporeal is a 45-second interval, which Incorporeal is the one um, where you basically, they are going to consistently be casting to weaken you and reduce your damage that you do. So you need to CC them right away. Uh, having it be a 45-second interval is nice for some classes, like Demon Hunter, because our Imprison is a 45-second cooldown. Uh, Monk, Paralysis, 45-second cooldown with talent, I believe. At least a minute without it, and talent's a 45-second yeah. Um, so again, that kind of helps out us. Um, other classes doesn't really impact at all, but having it 45 seconds is going to be nice because uh, you won't run out of CCs as often. Yeah. That, that'll be that's a welcome change, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, also, going into season two, uh, the is more for crafters, uh, but the spark of shadow flame is replacing. Sparks of Ingenuity, which was stuff that you had had to have to craft the epic pieces of gear in the first season. 
Uh, so Spark of Shadow Flame is what's going to be required. In Season 1, you got your Spark from, uh, I believe, every two weeks, and then you could randomly get drops. Um, it, was, uh, some, it was some other item that you would get. Bottled Essence, you would get a, a random drop from rare mobs and different groups and stuff. And then you could turn that into a Spark of Ingenuity. Uh, the way it's going to work for Season 2 is you're going to get a Spark of Shadow Flame every two weeks. There will be no random type drops. It's just you're going to get one every two weeks. And that's it. Um, which I, I don't know really what kind of impact that has on the crafting. Because I, I professions are... Professions are a little bit complex this expansion, I think. Um, yeah. I, I still am undecided as to whether or not I like it. Because I think it's very good for the people who like professions and that is what they play the game is to be a crafter and sell stuff and whatever. I think it's good for them because it's much more in-depth. I think for some of the more casual players, the professions this expansion is a little bit intimidating to see. Right? It is, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people that you know that just kind of casually do professions, where in the past you just go level it up, buy your new recipes, boom, you're good. Uh, they take a look at it and they go, "Yep, I'm not going to worry about professions." So yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I think I think there's pros and cons to it. I'm not, I'm undecided how I feel altogether. But, okay. Uh, um, I had to check this because I, I felt like I was wrong. Whatever that rogue change, I quickly logged on and wanted to clarify what I said. Right. Uh, so that Thief's Bargain, that, that, so this is exactly what the tooltip reads. The cooldowns of Shadow Blades, Vanish, and Faint are reduced by 33%, but using one reduces your damage by 10% for 6 seconds. So that's going to 6%, so it might be better to use again. Gotcha. But, so like, I know Shadow Blades went from a 2 minute cooldown to 1.3, same with Vanish, and Faint went to a, went to a 10 second cooldown. Correct. I just want to clarify that because I, I do want to be talking and not be correct. Right. Um, all right. So uh, there was also a uh, they had the first episode of the Wowcast developer chat. Um, so that is available. I believe it is on their YouTube page. Is that um, like a permanent thing they're gonna do? Often, I, I'm not sure. Once. I think they're gonna try to. I don't know if it's like gonna be a weekly thing, but I think they're gonna do one every once in a while just to kind of give some behind the scenes. A lot of it is like, right, what's you know, the, their development process and kind of what they've been working on and stuff. Um, but yeah, you can check that out. It's on YouTube, it's about 45 minutes long. Um, they did what I wanted, what I wanted to look at was they had uh, at the end of it, they had a little bit of some teasers, kind of the direction that the lore is going on going towards right um so we're going to be doing a lot of timey stuff type timey wimey stuff um they said we are going they said we're probably going to see a resolution to the uh, those dormu and murazon storyline which oh that's been a while know. for those who don't know murazon is the evil uh, corrupted version of those dormu who is uh murazon is the leader of the infinite dragon flight Yes. Um, and back in Cataclysm, we faced him and killed him in the End Time dungeon. Fun um, dungeon. That was a good dungeon. It was. It was. Don't even get me started on those those three the three Cataclysm dungeons that came out later in the expansion. They were great. Those are some of my. They were dungeons. so good. Yeah. Some of my favorite dungeons. So good. Yeah. Uh, it was End Time. Then there was one. Uh, you went back to the uh, the first invasion. 
Um, yes, with like Illidan. Yes, and then there's a. There's that was one. that was the uh, there's the one where you uh, attack Jaina or say get to save Jaina or something like that, or you uh, fight Sylvanas and they have like the ghosts that kind of close in on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that was the uh, that was the end time dungeon. I'll I'll log on if you check. And then there was, there was a third one that was. I'll get um, it up right here. Maybe that wasn't the end time. There's a third one where you go out in like the snow, yes. and then you would fight the the priests. I just always remember it because you'd fight the priests, and during that fight, he'd always go unlimited power. And so there's, that. there is, end time. Hour of twilight. Hour of twilight. Yes, that's the priest. End time. Hour of twilight and well of eternity. Well of eternity. Yeah, well of eternity was the uh, the going back to the uh, first invasion. Yes, and you fight dungeons. Queen Azara. Yes, yeah, I loved those dungeons, man. I don't yeah. know; I, those are some of my favorite dungeons in the game. They're good dungeons, yeah. So, um, I the boss wise, I have no idea who this is. Paroth Arnt. He's just one of like the corrupted guys. Then you fight right. Queen Azara, and you fight Manoroth, yes. which is cool yeah. to fight. Yeah, the Manoroth fight I always found really interesting. I was a big fan of the end time fights. Yeah, yeah. End time it's like, is the there's... one. Five bosses, yeah, five, time. yeah and, and it changed. You only fought, I think, three of them. Three, yeah. And, and it would change every time you go. Like you take the portals, and you never knew which order you were going to get. The last one was always Murazar. Yeah, um, so you, you can get Bane, Jaina, Sylvanas, and Tyrande. Yes, those yeah. four, and you get Murazar permanently. Yeah, I love those fights. The Tyrande one was an annoying one to get to her because you had like. Right, the, the orb or something, or the light. Yeah, yeah so was, the light was, that you have to shine. It was a pain, but oh man, those are some good dungeons. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, sorry, we're gonna. Be, yeah, no, I, you're fine. I, I I got us off track on that one because I love those dungeons. Um, but no, so Murazon, uh, we're gonna see the conclusion resolution to that one most likely, uh, which I'm excited to see because I'm really curious how that plays out. Um, as well as we're gonna get. Uh, Chromie and Evil Chromie, which is known as Morchi, are going to be heavily featured, so that'll be interesting. Uh, they did say Galacron is supposed to return somehow. I don't know if it's... They didn't say how, so this could be potentially maybe he somehow comes back. Or it could be, since we're going, dealing with a lot of timey stuff, the most likely scenario is that we're going to be doing something to go back in time, and we'll deal with Galacron, yeah. we'll see him either a flashback or somehow we'll see Galakron in that way. Um, they're going to be dealing with Eridacron's ultimate plan, which he is one of the uh, the primals that it, we are currently facing in Dragonflight. Um, uh, they said there's going to be some continuation on the green Dragonflight story. They didn't go into detail. And this one is what I was interested in. Um, in, in there, there's an encrypted storyline that's going to be coming on in Embers of Neltharion for another Dragonflight. They didn't say which one. Uh, it wasn't clear if this is one of the five dragon flights, which is my guess it is, but it kind of almost sounded like maybe there's going to be a new dragon flight. Don't yeah. know. That's just theoretical. Uh, most likely it'll probably just be a storyline and they just didn't want to say which dragon flight it is. Um, but that should be interesting. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to kind of see where we're going with the lore there. Yeah. Um, 
the other thing I want to touch base, we're not going to go into detail on it because it's a whole giant patch notes, but they did release, uh, WoW did release the 10.1 patch notes. They're out in the forums. WoW has, well, how, yeah, WoWhead has an article. Feel free to go and check it out. We're not going to cover it here because otherwise we'll be talking about that for the next hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the patent, the official patch notes are out. Uh, they might get updated on, on, they'll probably get a little updated here over this next week since patches come out on Tuesday but uh, yeah and once again as we already talked about earlier Tuesday long giant maintenance for board read the yep. patch notes oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it was, it's going to be a good 8 eight to 10 hour maintenance I would bet maybe they get done faster who knows but don't don't get your hopes up plan on not yeah. playing until like late in the evening or night I'll be at work anyway so I don't care um <laughs> But anyway, this is something else we want to talk about a little bit is uh, they had a lot of interviews this week. Um, I don't know if they were all done this week. I think I think they were all done. I think they were. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if maybe some of them might have been pre-recorded and just not released until this week. Uh, but I think most of them were actually done. Mm-hmm. Kind of going into the patch, everyone's kind of wanting to find out information, whatever. So, uh, Mr. GM had an interview with Ian Hazacostas. Go on his YouTube page and check it out. Uh, Maximum from Limit had an interview with Morgan Day. You can go check that out on YouTube. Um, they had an EU content creator with a bunch of different content creators that interviewed with Ian. And also NA, same thing, a bunch of different content creators had an interview with Ian. And then uh, Sports Kita had an interview with Ian and Josh Augustine. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail on every single they all covered because otherwise again we'll be here for the next three hours uh, yeah but did want to touch base just on some of the highlights of it at least highlights to us to me that I, I, I found interesting um so one thing that i know you and i have talked about quite a bit because uh, you keep you keep asking me you're gonna play the third evoker spec you're gonna play the evoker tank spec um i kept telling you no because there's not gonna be one <laughs> and, and there's not gonna be a third evoker spec yet um Basically, uh, they said like they would like to. They they it's not out of the question. It's not possible that they will add specs to Evoker or even another other classes at some point. But one, they've only done it one time. That was with Druids, and that was more of a split. They count that as adding the spec. But there are no current plans to add a third spec for Evoker, so don't expect to see that this expansion. Future expansions? If, Maybe. If it's if it's expansions, ten point three. Yeah, well it probably won't have to be a ten point three, probably ten point two and then that'll probably be it. What, so, what about uh, what about it dropping pre patch rest expansion? I mean possible. Like I would expect when they like I said, I know we were talking about this earlier, I said you know when they say there's no plans for that right now, typically that means don't expect it this expansion. Maybe right. next expansion, but honestly I I mean, they might give them the Demon Hunter treatment of no other specs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, then another thing that the, uh, I know Ian mentioned was right now, they are unable to really add any transmog options to the Drakthir, uh because of technicality issues. Uh, Drakthir uses their bone own... Bone structure. Yeah, their own bone structure, uh, skeletal structure, and they can't really... since. You, know, you only now have Drakthir items coming out now. 
obviously any new stuff for Drakthir they can do, but old items just don't work with their bone structure. So they would look yeah. real wonky. Kind of like how Tarans look absolutely derpy in almost any transmog because um, they just have big giant they look so different than all the other models character yeah. models it just looks derpy and it would be a similar issue um right so right now old transmog stuff's not going to work with drakthir um they said eventually maybe but not anytime soon yeah um another thing that was in that i know we talked about this turbulent time walking which is what uh going on for the last five six weeks um where every week has been a different time walking era and had time walking mythic plus time walking dungeons all that stuff um they said that is not going to continue uh, as we start the season but they might do the event again they said they liked it as a catch-up mechanic kind of near the end of the season so perhaps we'll see that again at the end of season two um i personally would love them to just have that always be going on and stop having time walking dungeons in my mythic plus pool uh but that is not the direction that they want to go in they disagree with me uh, yes they do <laughs> <laughs> um what do you think about the time walking the the current like events going to, you liked it yeah like it's something to do you get to collect some mounts and stuff from different uh expansions and that are particular for the like, time walking wise right so, like, the one I'm waiting for next week is the uh, Rathalish King mount, where it's, like, a horse, a skeletal horse. And so I'm going to get that next week. So I'm looking, I, I've am i been having fun. I mean, like, I like that the weekly is, like, a 402 piece. But it can go higher depending on what boss technically it drops from. Right. Like, for example, my, my mage did a 402. I got the 402 reward open up as a 411 weapon. Like, it's, so that's pretty cool. Right. I think it's, it's good. A, yeah, um, it's just something, something extra. And yeah. Time walk, time, time walking gear that drops is only three fifty nine, on the PTR, on the on PTR, on, on time walking in general. So it's not like very high. Right. Definitely not as good as the the, the uh, token farming rares, whatever. The what's that place called? The shore. Yeah, the broken shore. The broken shore. Yeah. Are you talking about the new area? Oh, yeah, the the rares. The Forbidden Reach. Yeah, Forbidden Reach, yes. That's so, right, that's what it's called. Yeah, no, I think that's a lot easier to farm. I think also, like, if they're not going to have it up all the time, they do want to do the event again. I do agree that having it near the end of the season is a good time to do it because it gives yeah. you something extra to do. Because, uh, like, for example, I know right now, I really don't have anything to do in WoW. I've, I've been playing a little bit of Diablo 3. Um, I'll probably do some speedrun practicing, but, like, not a lot to do right now so i think yeah. it's a good time to have at the end of the season give a little something filler so i think that's a good idea if they're not going to have it all the time um but uh yeah uh also on the on the subject of time walking mythic plus uh they they said with old dungeons from mythic plus because i know a lot of people wonder why aren't we doing anything past earlier than wad or uh mop i mean uh, like why can't we get some of those cataclysm dungeons um, but they said with the older dungeons, the Mythic Plus, there's nothing that like is preventing them from technically, from, like, the actual technology-wise, they can go back and bring those into Mythic Plus all they want. They said yeah. their their issue is aesthetically, they want to make sure that the dungeons that they're using for time walking Mythic Plus look good. 
that they don't they aren't like on older graphics that just don't look good and then also a lot of the mechanics that are in those older dungeons um don't fit well like i know they said there's some issues with some threat threat generation type mechanics and stuff in some older dungeons and also just bosses in general uh don't have a ton of mechanics like we see now um which makes sense because I know a lot of the older bosses, uh, especially raid bosses, uh, just tank and spank for a lot of that stuff. I I, I know tank because I, I started tanking in Lich King when I was playing the Blood DK whenever they first finally were a tank. Um, I was playing a lot of I was doing some tanking in there, did a lot of tanking in those dungeons. And a lot of those bosses, I remember looking up guides and the, the tank guide was tank and spank, tank and spank. Hey, yep. basically your job as a tank wasn't to dodge mechanics it was handle the damage you're taking and don't die yeah that was your that was your, your tank mechanic so yes uh, a lot of those older bosses it makes sense they don't have a lot of great mechanics so they they don't want to bring those back in um they can always add mechanics in my opinion honestly they could if they wanted to they could yeah we boss fights a little harder yeah graphically i understand the concern there um I don't think people really care that much. If if, if you're if you're talking, make bringing them into like the Mythic Plus pool. Yes, I agree. I don't think that would be great for graphically. If you're gonna do a time walking event where you have time walking Mythic Plus for that week, there's no re no reason to be worried about the aesthetics of it. That's it, my opinion. So some of the stuff I've been watching from different streamers playing the PTR a couple of days, last couple of days. Is the new Vortex Pen not new, but the Vortex Pinnacle coming back? Right. And it's just not designed for Mythic Plus. Like, there's nothing to skip. You have to clear it all. Right. Um, and then the boss fights, they have mechanics. Nothing crazy. I feel like it's going to be another Shadow Moon Barrel Ground. It's going to be easy. Well, I think, you yeah, know? something that they were they said they were trying to avoid happening on the Shadow Moon Barrel Grounds. Um, as far as not having anything to skip, I know, like, some of the, the, the top teams probably don't like that because they like to be able to pick and choose. Personally, yeah. for me, I don't mind it one bit if there's a dungeon. I don't where, care. Hey, you have to kill everything because, to me, that makes it super easy from a tank yeah. perspective. I don't have to go and learn, all right, this is what we should skip, this is what we should hit, and, yeah. oh, if we accidentally pull that, then these people are going to get mad at me. It's kind of nice, in my opinion, because it takes a little bit of stress out of it as a tank. Just go, hey, mm -hmm. we're killing everything. Deal with it. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I understand why that would be great because it would be nice to be able to skip some stuff. Yeah, and I remember. I feel like there's a couple spots in there where, like, you'd go right or left. I think I'm not positive. I, I might be incorrect on that. It's been a while since I've done that dungeon. Um, personally, I, I always liked Vortex Pinnacle. That was one of my uh, dungeons too. that yeah. I liked back in, in um, Cataclysm. So, you know, I, I think. I think the mechanics, there's, there's not a ton of mechanics in that dungeon. Uh, the one I always remember is the dragon that blows you across and either will increase your movement speed, or no, it's the wind. It, it, and it, yeah, it's the wind. Depending on which yeah. way you're facing, the winds will change and everything. I always liked that. That was fun, in my opinion. I don't know why it was. was. That was definitely something fresh and new. Yeah. Um, I think that also... That's the uh, the final boss in there is the one with the uh, the, the lightning it's... triangle, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching people die to that all the time. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be fun. I think that yeah. boss is gonna be a challenge in Mythic Plus. I think 
that's that's one that that's gonna take a little a few weeks before people get the hang of it yeah um, especially people that haven't done it yet because i i remember that one being rough so uh, another one coming out is Unjurat, right yes how do you feel about that one uh i i like Unjurat. um it wasn't like my favorite dungeon but i don't feel and it depends on how they tune it i i feel like mm-hmm. in, in bfa Underrot wasn't that difficult there's a couple no. spots that were a little I hard. La- I think the last boss was kind of difficult for starting, well, just starting off. Right. Um, I think. The... I don't know how. How does the last boss work until like it's the ads on top of the boss? Or do you remember? Um, what was that? Your mic's a little quiet. Um, the last boss in Underrot was a challenge for some people, but I don't remember exactly why. It had something to do with the. Uh, has something to do with the, uh, the killing the ads or something? Do you remember? I remember the first boss or the second boss was a pain in my opinion. Um, God, it's been too long since I've done it. So the last boss is the Unbound Abomination. I have to actually actually remember this thing. Yes, so it says the unbounded abomination can only be damaged by killing blood visages, visages, whatever. Oh yeah, because that's the one where we where you you jump, uh, you go through the little gate and then get teleported down at the end. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that one was all that difficult. Uh, I feel like. Um, Yeah, you had the little ads that would spawn, and uh, they had. Did, I, oh, did you have to kill them on top of the boss? No, no, no. You just had to the, kill six. You just had to kill six of them. Was all. Um, that's uh, all it was. And yeah, then, then they drained him. So yeah. So what it was was the boss has a barrier, and whenever, right. whenever you, it's like a resource bar. That would yep. fill up as you're doing damage to him. He wouldn't take any yep. damage as he's take as as you're damaging him. It's just filling up that bar. When that bar fills, then the two blood visages come out and you kill them. And that would take away like each one is like seventeen uh, percent of his health is what it says. Um, yeah. It's like when you kill two of them, that would take him a third of the way down. And then you just had to keep doing that over and over. Um, I think the issue was you would have people would tunnel on the boss and ignore the blood visages um but i know also the other issue is that there was there was somebody uh you would have all the crap on the ground and there was somebody who would get the cleansing there was a, a, a debuff on you that you use to clear the crap on the ground the stacks oh yeah yeah, yeah and people the ground, people right. would would mess that up also priest uh can use their master spell on that so that would be nice. Um, huh. Or wait, no, that was... Uh, oh, no, no, that's for the, the dot. Everyone gets a dot on them, and the priest can dispel yes. that. And then also, if you're in the cleansing light, that would take care of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't remember it being super bad. I feel like the harder boss in that dungeon was the second one, Krog. Um, right. Just because it's such a big arena and you have to go and run over all the little things in the ground yes it was so annoying because eventually people would just would would fail and if 
if they tune the bosses as poorly as they tune them in season one to where on fortified it's taking three minutes to kill a boss instead of the minute and a half that it should take that boss is gonna suck because the longer yep. the Kragmaw lasts the harder that fight oh. gets um, oh my! Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I forgot all about that boss. To be honest, yeah. If 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 they don't tune these bosses better, because I, I still think that is the biggest mistake that they had in season one is the bosses were over tuned. Whether it's they had too much health, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I don't like the mechanics were over tuned and the damage wasn't over tuned. It just was the no. fights last forever. I think the bosses had too much health. Um. I think the way the bosses were tuned on Fortify is how they should have been on Tyrannical, and they should have been a lot easier on Fortify. Yeah. Um, ideally, in my opinion, I think it should take a minute and a half to two minutes to kill a boss on Fortified, and then three, two and a half to three minutes, maybe three and a half minutes on Tyrannical. And it just wasn't the case for this. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Oh, yes, we got a lost. Uh, we got a talk about the. Uh, I want to ask you before because I don't really know about this one, but you wrote that the PCRs went up shortly after 10.1 launches. Yes. Um, so what's the point of that? What, they have changes already. Uh, no, it's just it's just the 10.1.5 PTR. Um, my guess is it'll probably be like two weeks into the into 10.1 is probably when that'll go up, so they can start testing their plans that they have. Probably won't right, have a ton okay. of like class tuning right away. Um, yeah, I doubt like it. Until like the last features. month. Yeah, it's going to be more like the new features and any new systems, um, stuff like that. And then they'll start going into class tuning as they see how 10.1 is shaping out. Right. Um, most class tuning you're going to see at the start of 10.1 is probably going to be too live, not to PTR. Like right now, they're yeah. not, I mean, I don't think we've had hot fixes or tuning on live in a couple of weeks now. Um, at least two or three weeks, we haven't really had any tuning on live. It's all been PTR because what's the point in tuning live when it's going away in a week? Um, yeah so i think we'll see a lot of like just features and stuff like that for the the, the patch and a lot of that will be my guess is we'll see flying 10.1.5 that's my personal opinion they haven't said anything but i think we're gonna see regular flying in 10.1.5 um uh, they also have some other things that are coming in 10.1.5 such as the old bfa raids uh, some of those bosses are unsoloable right now. I know you yes, said so, Unuic ones. Uh, they're going to smooth those out so they're soloable, probably. Yeah, so I, I did a battle to Zaralor with uh, Moku, the two of us. And we killed one, two, three. We killed three bosses and we got to Opulence and we couldn't two man it. Unfortunately. Ooh, yeah, Opulence. Yeah, Opulence would be interesting because you have to go one side or the other. You, had, you always had two groups, one going to each side. Yeah, um, yeah, I could see that being hard to solo. Um, yeah, and, so yeah, yep. And then, I haven't tried, I haven't tried any other raids though, so I don't know. Gotcha. What else will be like. Um, and then I know this is something that a lot of people have been griping about uh, the the Onyx Annulus, the new ring that we just got with the uh, Return to the Forbidden Reach, and then all the Primordial Stones. Uh, so two things: here. they're not getting nerfed. But they're also not going to be upgradable because blizzard right. says oh you'll be able to replace those during season two um however the data says not everyone's going to be able to replace those there's several specs that um based off the current tuning 
because of how much what a high percentage of damage that ring is doing the 421 ring or 424 whatever the highest item level is right now it's one of those two um that, that highest that that ring is better than any of the 450s rings that we're gonna get in the new season so yeah there are some classes that will not replace that ring and that's not a great system wide to do it um, yeah also, also they they're not nerfing it until later on uh they said possibly in 10.1.5 is the earliest they're gonna nerf them right because um, they said well nerfing it feels bad but also not being able to replace it and being stuck with a 421 piece instead of a 450 piece also feels bad uh so <laughs> i don't I, I feel like they should have i know we were talking earlier about this i feel like they either should should have just gone ahead and nerfed it or made it so that they're unusable I don't know if that would be the right answer or not. Um, or just made it so yeah. they're upgradable. And make it so that when they upgrade, it's not quite as powerful as an upgrade as it was. So that by the time this season is over, then it'll be very easy for Rings in Season 3 to replace them. Um, yeah. But I think there's just like having a 421 ring that you can't take off feels bad. As well as, you know, they, they said, well, we don't want to nerf it because it feels bad. Being stuck with a 421 piece also feels bad. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, some specs are going to replace it right away anyway, so I don't think that'll really be Yeah, some, I think some classes don't use it at all right now as it is. Right. I think people in those classes, there's a group of people that use it. It's because they're not caught up in gear. It's yep. why they would continue to use it. That has to do with a lot of my tunes. I'm using the ring because I have nothing better to replace it with. Right. Um, uh. I, 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 something that I just want to add I completely, I don't think we have it on here yet. Um, did we talk about the PvP item level increases next season? Uh, I don't think you have, no. Do we, we don't have the notes, do we? I no, I don't, so. I don't have anything on the on that. Oh, okay. I haven't seen anything on that. So, so, I have to look that up again, but, um, you know how there's crafting gear right now and it's like 398 PvP? Okay. There's crafting gear next season will be 424. Um, the honor gear you get from BGs will be 434, I think. Okay. Or 4, 440 something. And then the conquest gear from doing arenas and rated content is like 450. Gotcha. In PvP. So, like, don't think, oh, I'm going to get also BG gear and go do some Mythic Plus. It's not going to work out for you. Because that it's just that's a PvP item level they're talking about, not an actual item level. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. All right, and then let's see here. So we've got they also touched base on like the class tuning process. Like the actual process of how they're tuning the classes hasn't changed. The only difference is that they're doing it more often, um, which has definitely been noticeable. I think you and I have talked about that a few times on here. Where, yeah, uh, I mean, they're, they're, we're getting class tuning almost every week, typically. Yes, um, and that's that's been great. And and seeing complete overhauls on some classes, uh, middle of the season, they completely overhaul different. You know, certain classes just are struggling. Guardian druids, different. You know, the druids had a lot of overhauls. I feel like, um, and, and it's yes. been good to see that because it's nice that they're not just waiting and be like, well, we'll fix it next expansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's good. Uh, Mythic Plus, uh, their plan is, 
according to them, they said their plan is to stick with eight dungeons each season, which everyone, you know, you hear that, you go, okay, whatever, that's normal. But, Mega Dungeon. So, some point, I think during the end of this patch, I think 8.1.5 or 10.1.5, I think we're supposed to get a Mega Dungeon at that point. So, then, what happens with Season 3? Because usually the way that goes is we get the Mega Dungeon, and then Season 3, the Mega Dungeon gets split into two dungeons, and those are added to Mythic Plus. So, them saying that they're going to do only eight dungeons, does that mean the Mega Dungeon is not going to become Mythic Plus? I don't see that happening. Yeah. So then my question is then, are they going to, if they're sticking with eight, do we see the four dragonflight pool of, a pool of four dragonflight dungeons then the two mega dungeons and then only two time walking dungeons do they have one of the mega dungeons in there and three time walking and then second season do the other four dragonflight dungeons the other mega dungeon and then three more time walkings or do they get rid of one of the dragonflight dungeons maybe the least liked dungeon maybe a zer vault won't come back uh, in season yeah. three, <laughs> and we'll we'll have a mega dun one of the mega dungeons instead. I, I'm I'm curious how they're going to do that if they are going to stick with eight dungeons even with the mega dungeons. I'm curious how they're going to do that. Um, I don't necessarily not like it. I think it's fine. Um, I think it'll it'll I think it works for their plan of mixing it up on Mythic Plus and having various dungeon pools. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious to see how it goes. I'm very curious to see what the dungeon pool will be for season three. Right. You're right. Season two hasn't even started. I'm already like, what's the dungeons for season three, Blizzard? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the questions that need to be answered right now. Right. Um, also, they talked about affixes and what should they be like. And they said that a lot of the feedback they've gotten is that the affixes should change the experience of the dungeon from week to week, but it should not be the main focus of the dungeon and that's one of the things that they've been trying to tackle with this upcoming season is make the affixes not quite as challenging not quite as difficult it should be more of a eh, it's going to change a little bit of what you do but it's not they said they don't want it to be something that will wipe your group if you fail it yeah um, and, and stuff like which is why they got rid of quaking probably because uh, quaking can absolutely wipe you Especially on some yeah. of these dungeons where you get yanked all together. There's like two or three dungeons where there are mechanics from boss that will pull everyone together. And I've seen it. I mean, I've seen, you see videos of it all the time where group gets pulled and then boom, either quaking goes off while right as you're all pulled together and just wipes the whole group. Or you get stunned by thundering at the same time. <laughs> I know there's probably more than just this, but the two that came to mind as soon as you said being yanked together was Halls of Valor and Nokud Offensive. Last boss in Nokud. Um, yeah, the also, static spirit. also uh, Algothar Academy, the last boss in Algothar, oh, yanks yeah. everyone in the middle. Um, yeah, so, right yeah so there's three dungeons right there that yank you in there. And you know, and that's, and that's that's why I think that is a big reason why they got rid of Quaking because it doesn't it, it's not a good look whenever pure yeah. RNG can wipe you on Quaking because yeah. it, I mean that's all it is is you get yanked and Quaking goes off at the exact second that's something that the players did wrong it's just the mechanic yeah. lines up with bad RNG and you get wiped that should never happen 
should never yeah. get wiped simply because of pure RNG, even though you perform mechanics perfectly. That just should not happen. Um, and that's yeah. one of the things I think they're really trying to focus on. Um, that's why they got that, that's why explosive is gone because it's, it took too much focus, and I agree with that. I'm glad that they got rid of explosive. I don't think explosive was really that difficult, but it just kept you from being able to do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, some other technical yeah. things they had. Uh, they want to increase the guild cap, like how many people can be in the guild. Right now it's capped at a thousand, but they have some technology issues that they can't quite do that yet. Same thing with the battle nets. Uh, friend cap, I think 200, I think is the cap for bnet friends. Uh, they want to increase that, but right now they just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, then also cross faction guilds, as we're getting that coming in this expansion or this huge content. Yes, they want to go towards being able to have cross-faction queued content. They don't have a time frame yet. They, that is the next step that they are wanting to take. Um, yeah. They said there's also some things they kind of have to focus on with that, where uh, one of the big things with the cross-faction stuff is they don't want people to feel forced into cross-faction. Um, so that's one of their hesitations with queued content is right. that... Um, Let's if, if if you're very very set, which I don't, I don't, personally I don't think it matters to that many people, but I'm sure there are people out there that are I am bored, I will never play with alliance, whatever, or vice versa, um, and they don't want somebody to queue up into a dungeon, and then they're a human, and then all of a sudden they're in a dungeon with four orcs that you know they you know against their will, um, which. I mean, I, I think it makes sense, but also I don't think there's that many people out there that care. I, honestly, yeah. one of the things I will say is with the cross-faction stuff and Mythic Plus, I've, I haven't even noticed. Like, I, I'll literally be in the middle, like, we'll finish a dungeon, like, oh, that person was Alliance? Oh, I didn't even notice. Well, you know, because I, yeah. don't, I don't pay attention to that stuff. That's just me. Um, I'm not looking to see whatever race everyone is and what transmogs people are wearing. I just don't pay attention to it. I'm there to yeah. focus on dungeon mechanics. I'm focused on my character, not watching other people. Um, so that's just that's just me thing. Other people may notice it more. I don't know. Um, also, traditional flying is coming to Dragonflight. Uh, like I said, I think that'll probably be in 10.1.5. They haven't said that. That's just my guess. Um, at the latest 10.2. I don't see it going any, anywhere past 10.2. Um, but the more interesting thing is that they did confirm they do want to bring dragon riding to the rest of the world, and they're trying to figure out how to do that. And that would be amazing. Um, I know you, me, and Lynch were kind of talking about it the other day. I don't see how we can move on to the next expansion and not have some form of dragon riding if we just lose dragon riding in the next expansion and have regular flying, that's going to suck. Yeah. Um, I think so you suck to 830%. Yeah. I, I think that's something that like is a almost, it's almost a fail of dragon riding is, I don't know if they intended it this way, but like at this point you create a dragon riding. It's awesome. It's great. It's wonderful, but you can never get rid of it now. Yeah. Um, if you get rid of dragon riding, it'll that'll not be good. Um, so I think they have to now. F- it's something, and, and they even acknowledge that it's something that it is a permanent type deal now that they have to look going forward. 
how to implement that, um, you know, moving on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it's something maybe they didn't think about right off the bat. Maybe they did. Who knows? Um, and the last thing I want to touch base on, um, because I, I think it's something we've we've I, I have noticed, and I I want I would love to see it addressed a bit better. Um, okay. They said that uh, single target versus AOE balance is something they're looking closely at, because uh, there are okay. some classes that have to work harder at one than than the other or whatever, you know. Survival Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so, they want to make sure that classes, one, one of the issues is they want to make sure classes aren't just using one cookie cutter talent. Uh, right. They want options. Now, to that point, I will say, it does not matter what talent system you make. It does not matter how you do it. Whatever setup. The old talent system, the original talent system, the current one. It does not matter. You're going to have cookie cutter builds. That's just the fact. Yep. Because yep. the way WoW works is new talent system comes out. The world's elite players for spec A is going to figure out this is the optimal talent. And everyone else, whether or not they are actually good at that class, they are going to go and look and see what the best players are using. And they're going to use that talent build. And it's going to right. be a very consistent build. Now, where I think it should be is I think... If you want people using different builds, don't focus on, well, if you're going to go into a raid, you should just be able to use this build or this build or this build. No, it's perfectly fine to have a cookie cutter single target build and a cookie cutter yeah. AOE build. I think yep. what you want to avoid is where those two builds are exactly the same. I think you want to, I think, you, I think it is in an ideal world, you should have every class should be strong single target, strong AOE depending on your talent choices so like if you use this this is your single target build then this should be a different build that is focused on aoe um yeah that's just my personal opinion and then even pvp there should be a third pvp style build you know whatever it might be it might be mixing two who knows uh, but i think that's ideally what you should shoot for not just well we think that people should be able to use five different builds to be successful in single target it's just not gonna happen even yeah. even it does not matter if if you make if you have let's say we think there are three single target builds that everyone should be able to play and use these three builds and people should be able to divvy it up and play whichever one they want if yeah. one of those builds it does not matter if those are so perfectly balanced that one of those builds does 100 points of damage the other build does 99.9 points of damage it does not matter everyone's going to use the 100 point damage build yeah yeah you it is not it's not a flaw in the system it's a flaw of the players <laughs> it's you know it's it's we are always going to go after the optimal eke out every little point you can get from the talent uh, but not you and momentum demon hunter and therein lies the catch if the talent system that is the most optimal is the hardest rotation to play in the game then you will have a second build <laughs> um, uh, but no even in that like momentum build is more for aoe and the build that right. i use is more of a single target build i just didn't switch to the aoe build um yeah and if you look at the top demon hunters you know 48 out of 50 of them are using the momentum build for yeah. <laughs> for mythic plus and, and that's fine 
Um, I just think it is what it is. What you want to avoid is where this is your class's build, and you're going to use this build for every single type of content. That's I, I think what you want to avoid. I, I didn't. I don't know if you know this. I didn't realize this until my demon hunter yesterday. I think it was. So the momentum build stacks for fell rush. So you yes. can fell rush, and you get like eight seconds or whatever it is. You can fell rush again, you get sixteen. Then you can yep. stand still for sixteen seconds. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think it's. I think momentum lasts for six seconds or four seconds. I can't remember. But yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely um, not four. Yeah, well, I think it's. I think it's six seconds. Is it's what it lasts for. Six and I believe it does now cap out at a certain number. Because you get momentum for using vengeful retreat, right? Um, yeah, Vengeful Retreat or Fell Rush um, or The Hunt. Those three things will get it. I oh, want to okay. say it caps at like 13 or 14 seconds, but I might be thinking of something else. Um, right. I know at the start of the, of the expansion, it did not uh, because I was using it and I could literally get like, or at least, no, it was in Shadowlands. It did not have a cap. Because I know in um, if you ran an momentum build and while doing tour gas and you got the ability that gave you <laughs> zero cooldown on fell rush, I could have five minutes of momentum built up. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of insane. Um, but yeah, no. So basically, they they want to make sure that classes are balanced AOE and single target wise, and that they're both they're all viable. Their ultimate goal is that every spec is viable across all content. It may not be the best, but it should all be viable. And it kind of yeah. is to a certain point. I think raiding is where you have some issues where there are classes that just aren't good in raiding. Um, yeah. Mythic plus, I think, like, depending on your goal, every single class and spec can do plus 15s. Uh, I think yeah. 20s, um, every class can do it if you know how to play your class right. Um, and then higher than 20s, uh, it's you're going to struggle on certain classes. Yeah. Um, like, I agree with the approach is that you don't want everyone using the same talent build. At least you're changing it up and trying. Yeah, no, that's, that's the one thing. Like, whether or not we agree with the way that they have um, built and the way that they have done the talent trees and stuff and some of the things they've done this expansion they are not just sitting there anymore going well we'd like to do this but we're afraid it might affect this they're no they're just saying all right let's go for it let's try let's throw let's throw out some thoughts some ideas let's think outside the box and yeah. i i like that um me too we were gonna talk about one of those things that's doing which is the new upgrade system for 10 but I think we're going to save that for the next podcast because we're already at an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah I think, yeah, no, next week uh, we're going to go into the upgrade system and cover that because uh, that's probably the biggest change, in my opinion, for this upcoming patch. Because um, mm. that's going to be something everybody is going to be using. Uh, yeah. And that's, again, it's an experimental system they're doing where it's they, they haven't committed to continuing it after the season they're gonna they're gonna see how it goes for the season and then decide what they're gonna do um whether we go back to valor or whether we stick with this who knows we'll see um yep but yeah we'll cover next next week on our next podcast we will be going uh deep diving into that new upgrade system so 
And initial thoughts on the next next patch. Yes, yes, because we will uh, have a little bit of time to have played some of the, the storyline and stuff, at least. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, moving on, uh, what was your week in WoW like, Bio? Um, before I get into it, uh, your stream still working? Yes. So I was minimizing the was pause or something. Nope. All good. Okay. Um, I've just been doing BGs, uh, a little bit of some solo shuffle on my on some tunes, and just trying to kill time until the patch comes out. Right. Yeah, I haven't really done much. Uh, I know you said you're about to get a time walking mount. Yes, next next week. Yep. Nice. So, uh, what else? What else happened this past week? Um, got a dog. <laughs> In WoW, what else happened? <laughs> uh, did, did you master anything? No. <laughs> well, did Did you do an Azur Vault dungeon at some point last week? Oh, KSM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's been it's been a week. I feel like it's been two weeks. Nope, that was this that past was week. last week. Yep. Oh, well. Right after the podcast, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, I was uh, like. 1951 yep. rating, and we did a 16 Azure Vault and timed it, and it got me 40. I got 50 points or 51 points. So it's 2002, I think. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, I got, got KSM. It wasn't hard. It just it's just boring to do on a Voker. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, I think this upcoming season, I'm looking forward to. I think time walking dungeons are a better selection. Um, we'll see how the tuning is. They're yeah. more enjoyable dungeons, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Like, I liked Halls of Valor, and I liked... Me too. Um, well, I didn't... Shadow Moon Barrier Ground was easy, but I honestly didn't care was, for the dungeon. Um, I, didn't mind, I didn't mind it. Yeah, Sha it was easy, but I didn't really care for the dungeon. It was a nice, yeah. easy way. Hey, I want to get a 16 in my chest. Okay, good. No Shadow yeah. Barrier Grounds. Um, yeah. But Halls of Valor, out of the time walking dungeons, Halls of Valor is the only one that I was like, oh, yay, that looks great. Um, this upcoming season, like, I'm looking forward to, I'm, I'm looking forward to Freehold, Underrot, and um, Vortex Pinnacle. And honestly, Neltharian's yeah. Lair is is a good dungeon, too. Like, I, I think we That's have fun. a good yeah. selection of time walking dungeons. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, as far as Dragonflight dungeons, not so much. Um, but we'll see how they go. It's it's going to depend heavily on tuning, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my week in WoW has basically just been uh, piddling about, not doing a whole lot, helping KSM, uh, farm some more Valor, and then said, screw it, I'm tired of farming more dungeons, so I stopped farming Valor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably going to do some uh, Windwalker leveling and Brackish speedrun, which I guess I should mention, uh, May 12th is going to be the next speedrun. Uh, again, we will be doing uh, charity donations during that run. So, you know, feel free to check, tune in and check out those campaigns and donate to uh, the Authentic Self-Advocacy Network or the Trevor Project. Either one of those, both of them, whatever floats your boat. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing that May 12th, probably 9 p.m. Eastern time is probably when I'll try to start. Uh, we're going to do a Windwalker monk to level that up. 
speedrun that and see how it goes. So I'm going to be practicing Windwalker Monk for the next few days, probably. That's uh, good, yeah. Yeah, I've also been playing some Diablo 3, uh, which I hadn't really ever touched much on it, but uh, start up a Necromancer, and I've been loving it. Uh, yeah. Love corpses, and it's really awesome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's about it. Um, anyway, uh, if you got anything else? No, um, I'm just, I'm just thinking about PvP content for my YouTube channel. Um, not sure exactly what classes, but I definitely am going to have some PvP content, maybe some Battlegrounds, maybe some Solo Shuffle, awesome. stuff like that. What we but should that's... do, what we yep. should do is we should, uh, um, you and I should do PvP, and then you can do like a watch this noob get pwned in PvP all the time that I have to carry. <laughs> just just, you know, just uh, um, do a do a little uh, docu documentary on my PvP training journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably be streaming more in the next patch, obviously, because there's not a whole lot to do right now, so I'm not really streaming that much. Um, YouTube content, I know I've said it for a while, but I'm, I'm thinking about it still. Like, I'm going to get it done. I just need to right. put in some time and get that done. But like I said, probably be next season. Awesome. Um, when I figure out exactly what three classes I'm going to play, I have, a, I have an idea, a general idea, but I'm kind of waiting for, like, maybe to see if they change anything PvP-wise at this point. Because um, there's certain classes I definitely would like to get the Elite set for. Right. I think this is going to help me pick some of my three classes I'm going to main to start with. So we'll nice. see. While you're on the subject, uh, where can what's your uh, media channels there for Twitch? So, Twitch and YouTube are both QQ underscore Bioshock. Um, and then my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Buckline. YouTube, Buckline the Demon Hunter. And on Twitter, you can catch me at BucklineDH. So check out any of those give us some follows likes whatever um yeah i think just about covers it yep just a few more days and we start 10.1 woohoo embers of Neltharion. <laughs> so uh yep get ready once again remember folks maintenance is going to be long don't yes. yell at the devs <laughs> <laughs> they're not listening. <laughs> yeah, they're busy. They're they busy. don't hear your cries. No, they are busy, uh, and it is expected. And don't yeah, say you don't want to be work. rushed. Yeah, I, it always you drives me. It always drives me nuts because they literally people. Oh, I didn't know it's gonna be a long maintenance. What is what is this? Blah 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 blah. They literally told us two days before maintenance. What the, how long it's gonna be? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> people just want to complain. Yeah, that's just how it is. Listen, I got plenty of things I complain about too, but that's not one. <laughs> <laughs> I got ninety-nine problems, but long maintenance isn't one of them. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's gonna do it for us. Yep. So uh, appreciate y'all watching. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe, whatever, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.